0: here on the Landry Football Twitch channel and uh, the Landry Football Network of podcasts. And we uh, had a little changeover in schedule. We told you we wouldn't be here for the Landry Football Podcast. Well, we lied. No, we didn't lie. We just had a change of details. So just to kind of get you up to date on what's going on on the network uh, this week, a little bit of a change. This is not changing. We always do the Landry Football Podcast at 9 a.m. Central Time on Thursdays. Um, we're going to do the sec football and beyond today, uh, a little bit later. Um, we're, uh, we're going to uh, not going to be able to do that on Twitch because we've got a conflict with the Chuck Oliver show going on. Uh, but you're going to be able to catch it on podcast. We're going to be back to our regular Tuesday and Friday schedule for the sec football and beyond, but because I have a conflict tomorrow. We had to move it and adjust it. But we appreciate you joining us, those of you that are on our Twitch followers. Thanks to everyone who has found us uh, on Twitch TV, twitch.tv forward slash Chris Landry football. Two things. Hit the follow button. It's a little heart at the bottom right hand of the screen. This will automatically send you a message uh, every time. Uh, we are live and a link to the show and secondly, chat with us on Twitch, say hi, anything, uh, you want to, uh, we, we want you to become involved with the show. So make sure that you do that questions, comments, what have you. And as a subscriber to the Chris Landry football show and the Landry football podcast, the network, you are going to receive a commercial free experience. And as subscribers, you are the Chris Landry football insiders, um, We're going to lean on you to cheer, have fun, and, of course, participate in the chat room. Great way to support what we do. The monthly subscription is taken care of for you by Amazon Prime, so we appreciate them. And if you're new uh, to this, um, what we'd like you to do, cheer us a few bits. You'll see these um, on the show just below the screen. You can buy bits that are really cheap. And it's easy. And the more you cheer, the higher you get on the leaderboard. Uh, You will be able to see where you rank on the leaderboard at our show page right on Twitch. Here's how it works. You buy your bits right here on the Twitch channel. Now in the chat room, you type cheer, C-H-E-R in all caps, directly followed by the number of bits you wish to give. So 200 bits is $2. Once you do it, you'll see it pop up. And um, I'll be sure to give you a shout out, as we always like to do and appreciate you. we are, uh, got some great news that we're going to get to a little bit, tell you a little bit about, uh, the great folks at Manscape and the great offer that they have, as well as American betting experts. Um, they are, uh, I'm going to tell you about them right now because it's really big as we get into the college and pro schedule each and every day. We want to make sure that we've got you covered on all your gaming activity. Now at LandryFootball.com, we do all the film breakdowns for you, give you a coaching and scouting perspective on the games preview, and then look at the reviews to see as well. That helps you into the previous uh, to learn the previous week and how it might translate to the next week. Uh, but we've got that for you. But also at LandryFootball.com, um, we have American betting experts, one of the largest licensing sports and casino vendors in the United States. We have teamed together with them to provide special gaming offers for all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to the website, LandryFootball.com. In uh, the upper right-hand part of the page, you'll see you can pick, uh, click on it, pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. Just go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located on the upper right-hand side of the page, get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. Appreciate Jig's dad cheering us $100. Man, we really appreciate it. I think he's got to be the leader at this point. He certainly... Uh, have been very, very supportive of everything that we do. So, um, again, for those of you that are just checking in with us as we got a little intro, um, this is the Landry football podcast. And we really appreciate all our supporters and the folks at radio influence. And we got a great offer as well from HelloFresh, I don't know if you're familiar with those guys, but uh, stay tuned in a little bit, love their stuff, particularly for somebody that's busy like I am, especially busy during the season, man, good food particularly in this pandemic, saves you from going out great, great opportunity, great offer there, so check with us um, a little bit and talk to you a little bit about it, I want to talk, a a few things I want to cover today, I'm going to try to get through, I am long-winded, I know no one knows that more than I do I'm going to talk a little bit about offensive and defensive balance in football. and I've talked about it. I refer to it a lot. I want to spend a little time in in the key to the success at the highest level of college football in the NFL and why it's important and maybe some people that have figured it out and, and, and basically my view of it. I want to get in to a little bit of teams that need to get over the hump whether it's in college, you're good, you want to go to really good, to really good, to be championship level, to you know competitive, to really competitive. There, there are different ways to do it, and certainly in the NFL. And then if I have time, I want to get into some of the Cowboys issues and, and just the overall organizational structure and how it can enhance or really have a negative effect on your ability to have success. Uh, and then we'll try to get into some of the games of this weekend, certainly. But I want start, to start with a little sip of coffee. There. Uh, I want to start with offense-defensive balance. I refer to it a lot, and, and I think people understand it, but I want to go into some detail. Um, I, I refer to it, and I always try to use analogies that I think are a little bit I don't know. I mean, they may be stupid, to be honest with you, but it's, I'm trying to do it with the idea of give people a visual. So <clears throat> offensive and defensive balance are not, <clears throat> pardon me, for aesthetics purposes. They're not as, well, you need to be balanced. You need to – there's a reason for this success. in teams that are balanced – are tougher to play against. Teams that are balanced, they have a number of things they can hang their hat on. You, you've heard the the phrase: "The more things you can do, you have more value in your work environment." The more things you can do, um, you may be great in one thing, and that may be the one thing that you do, and and there are exceptions to that, but. But as a rule, the more things you can do, the better you are. Well, in football, I mean, I'm going to particularly focus because I think in high school football, I think there are certain things that you can do, and I think there are certain things with regard to an elite player that can take over a game or a team or a program that could that could take you to a different level. And certainly, players, it is about players but more specifically everybody's you know, what type of players and what type of system and how do you build it you know the the importance in the ability to adjust and modify what you do has to be adjusted to the type of personnel that you're acquiring where they come from as well as the rules of the game and the limitations that exist in the rules of the game. So, <clears throat> for example, you hear this a lot when these great offenses, RPOs, move up and down the field and they score a whole bunch of points. Man, that's great. Now, if we can just figure out the defense. Well, you, if you're a full throttle, go 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 offense. You've heard me say this before. This is not new. You're not going to be a great defense because you're going to be on the field too much. And the byproduct of being on the field, more snaps and quicker between series is going to negate your ability to be a great defense. Then if you have a team that's a great defense, that's really loaded with talent, but, and, and let's say you are one-dimensional on offense, you can run the football well, but you can't move it effectively enough in the air, then that limits you because you then get, if you get behind in games, you can't win in an alternate way. If somebody overloads the box and defends your run effectively, You've got to be able to make them pay. So balance is not for aesthetic reasons. It is the more you can do. Now, in college, it can be very misleading. Because people may see their team and say, oh, our our offense doesn't get enough credit. We scored 38 points. Yeah, you did it against a really weak opponent. And if your goal is the highest level of winning championship against the best teams, that's not going to be good enough against those defenses. You might be able to wear down, be one-dimensional, and dominate certain opponents, yet really are overwhelmed against others. Yet, there's a well, we don't want to open it up and do things that we're not real comfortable with because then we open up to turnovers mistakes. And that is the only way that we have a chance to lose any of these games where we're superior. So it's, well, how do you do it? Well, the answer is you've got to innovatively, not from a week-to-week game planning standpoint, but from a philosophical standpoint, you've got to be able to attack all areas of your team in all three facets of the game. I think that we see teams that don't do a good enough job on special teams. You play really good defense, you should be able to cover kicks. If you can't, you give people good field position. You know, special teams are often overlooked. If you have a 40-yard play, on offense. That's a big-time play, yet if you lose or gain 40 yards of field position on special teams, nobody seems to notice it or care or pay much attention to it. That is extraordinarily important, okay? But let's talk a little bit about balance and offensive balance and defensive balance. Look, on defense. The ability to defend the run, it's so important. The difficulty in today's game is going up against the RPO game, the quick tempo game, is how do you make adjustments in the game and personnel moves where you might be limited on substitutions. You've got to work through that. And one of the things that you have to do is be able to communicate on the field with defensive leaders that can make those type of adjustments that are going to be significant in your ability to be able to go with the flow of the offensive personnel and be able to adjust on the move. It's not ideal. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to be blunt. The way the rules have changed, the way – Offenses have been allowed to play a continual game, no huddle. And the way the alignment in college are allowed to block downfield is illegal compared to the old rules. Now, everyone accepts it because it's fun. People like offense. Okay. Okay. you still got to find ways to adjust to it and you still got to find ways to adapt. So you get quicker, you get faster, you play the speed game, you align your checks and everything from how you're going to do it. Look, I mean, there's, they're limited on offense to what they can do with their personnel. So you, you know, it's, you don't have as much time to adjust, but you're not adjusting to as much because they're not adjusting as much, but Physically, it's difficult. Now, let me just tell you, there's a little trick, and this is more applicable in college than in the NFL. You want to work your substitutions. The hash marks are wider in in college, so you have a true wider short side of the field. I always try to take advantage, and I always encourage to take advantage when it's the short side of the field, when your defense, when the opposing offense has the ball, on the short side of the field, where it's nearer to your sidelines, that's where you want to get some substitutions in. Get some linemen, rotate. The more you can do that, the better you are. That's one thing. But you've got to be able to adjust on the move. If you are going to be successful in today's game offensively, you've got to have, in my opinion, You've heard me talk about this a lot. Be equally as effective in the four-minute or the two-minute offense. Look, I think the ideal way to win is to get explosive plays out of the passing game, points come out of the passing game. But you win games with the run game offensively. So what I mean by that is you get leads, and then you begin to slow the pace down. Not sit on the ball. Not run the football all the time, but you really work. Okay, people are going to run. People are going to come. Now, here's what happens. This is often happens, and you got to take opportunities when they come your way. So you get a lead. Ideally, you want to work the short passing game, high percentage passes, which are an extension of the run game, and run the football. Not that you're trying to Completely eat up the clock, but you're trying to keep your defense off the field. Convert first downs. That's the winning formula. Well, people defensively are going to know that. And they're going to play you alternatively to prevent you from doing just that. So what they're going to do is they're going to load the front. And they're going to try to prevent you from running the football. So, if you get the right opportunity, absolutely you take it. You know, one of the things you do is make them pay for overplaying the run. Then you go up top, get them in man coverage, run a slant, pick up a first down that way, work the passing game. But if you got less guys in coverage, take advantage of that, manipulate that defense by playing possession football. Getting first out. And then make them pay for that so that they've got to play you a little bit more honestly. Then you can go back to the run. Work back to the run in the short control passing game. The ability to be able to control the game is so important. There is a rule of thumb. It's the rule of 50 is what it is. If you take Pass completions and rushing attempts. I'll say that again, past completions and rushing attempts. And if you end up with at least 50 and you have more, those numbers are greater than your opponent, you're going to win 85 to 88% of the time. There are exceptions to that. Let's watch 85-88, not 100, not 95 But what that suggests is, if you have rushing attempts, that clock is running. Now, in college, it's tougher. You get a first down, stop the clock. I know that's great when you're coming back, but when you got a lead, it's tough. So it's tougher to protect leads in college. But I think it's imperative. Because if you have a continuum of fast-paced offenses you're going to have an issue with being great defensively. So I think the key is to be able to build your team to where you can build depth on defense, to where you can absorb more plays if you have to run tempo, but at best you can. Play ball control with a lead. Shorten the game. And 30 points instead of 45-50, with your defense playing less snaps is going to help you short-term and long-term in football. You know, there's a – it's normal that these up-and-down offensive teams don't play good defense because, again, they're on the field too much. And because – they're constantly trying to score because they feel they have to. And then what happens with that, this is where I talk about culture. You know, we had a great call from um on our Scouts Eye podcast from Greg, who was talking about the SEC defenses. And why aren't people talking about the SEC defenses like to do the Big 12? Well, I, I am. We are. The difference is it's been happening for a longer time in the Big 12. So what you have in certain leagues, and certain teams, certain programs, is you have a culture built. So if you're constantly fast-paced and you don't play great defense, well, then you're having to go out in recruiting and sell. It's a great place to come to play defense. Well, no, it's not. The defense is shunned. The defense is embarrassed. The defense is an afterthought. That's not any fun. In some places, like in Texas, it's a byproduct, too, where they don't work as much. There's more seven-on-seven. That's where the game is going. So, look, you have to score points. But the ability to score points while using the clock is the key to having balance. If you are a defensive team, a great defensive team, a loaded defensive team, it's going to only get you so far. If you don't complement that, if you don't balance that with a good offense, okay? If you don't do that, you can only stop elite offenses so much. Look at Alabama against Georgia. Didn't look like an elite defense. Well, why is that? Couldn't get off the field. Alabama was too explosive. So Georgia's offense could not run through the running game as much as they would ideally like to as the game got deeper into the second half. And therefore, you became, hey, playing with your left hand, which means playing not to your strength, And that leads to forcing the football turnovers, and then it becomes a separation, a blowout game. Wasn't blown out at the line of scrimmage. It was blown out due to one team exerting their will and making you do what you're not comfortable doing. But if you are comfortable and you are capable, of taking advantage of somebody that overplays you one way, then you can manipulate. You can dictate. You, dic- you want to be able to dictate from both sides of the ball. The ability to do that is imperative. Now, does it have to be equally as good? No. It's kind of like a seesaw. A seesaw, if it's completely one sides on it, boom, what it's just up and down, right? Well, that's not going to be good enough. It doesn't have to be equal, but if it's, you know, somewhat manageable and maybe this, you know, if you have the ability, then sometimes it's a little bit more defense. The other times it's a little bit more offense. You have different ways that you can call upon it different tools in your tool belt that you can go and get it done. I mean, it's just as simple as that. It's, it's, it's not a, a, a strict rule. It's an understanding of how you want to build it. And so the ability to be able to throw it effectively, to have a quarterback that can process, protect the football and make all the throws to have a passing game that has enough weapons to make plays for you, to have the ability to work multiple people in the passing game, out wide, in the slot, inside, out of the backfield as a release valve. You got to have an offensive line. That's where it all starts. Can't run it, can't protect, so you can't run it or throw it if your offensive line's bad. So A lot of times, it's not the scheme. It's we don't play well. We don't have enough talent to be able to execute it. Schemes don't matter if you can't execute a scheme. Schemes don't matter if you don't have enough players that are good enough to execute. So it's important to do that. And it's important to be able to maximize what they can do. There's no perfect players. So you take what a player can do and you accentuate the things that he can do, and you marginalize or minimize the things that he's not really good and keep him out of those situations. So it's really, really important. If you have enough balance, you you don't have to be a great, great defense and a great, great offense. You're not the the old days of yeah, you could pound people, pound people, pound people, and you can, you know, ideally if you can run the football and you can score every drive, eating up four or five minutes, the game would go quick, and your chances of your defense is better. But people will put numbers in the box to try to prevent you from running, so you have to make them pay for that, right? You've got to be able to throw out of it, throw effectively. Then they can't play you one-sided. Then you've got you you are the dictator and not being dictated to. Dictatee, So I think that's really important to get. And whether it's, we're looking at a Georgia or a Tennessee or Oklahoma or Texas in the big 12. Um, look, I think Alabama recently has had some issues. Their fan base is not happy with their defense because they're not the typical Alabama dominant defense. They will not be dominant defensively like they used to be when they were huddling up, run of the football, run and play action, and controlling the game at the line of scrimmage that way. That's that's when they could be dominant. Now, they also not quite as talented. They're not quite as deep. But the biggest thing is their offense is so explosive that the best way for them is to create that that balance that's not even, but maybe it's okay. We can force somebody into an uncomfortable situation and then our defense will look, defense will play better, get the ball back for our offense. Now, if you're playing with a lead, have a good pass rush. You know, the Colts under Peyton Manning, how did they build their team? They built their team around great receivers, a great quarterback, and a defense that was built to rush the passer. Why? They were going to play with leads. So if you're going to play with leads, rush the passer because they're going to be throwing the football on you. So it's really important. I want to take some time to go over that. A lot of it I know was obvious, but I want to go into a little bit more detail. There's some questions and I know frustrations with, and it's tied a little bit to this. Getting over the hump. Georgia fans get over the hump. Oh, Tennessee fans, different hump. I, 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 you know, we were heading the right direction, Chris. Why Why is it not getting better? Again, you're deficient. You're weak in one area. And, and if people can make, force you into that, you're going to struggle. And if you don't accentuate what you do well while trying to improve your weakness, that's part of, hey, there's part of football that is mostly in the off season, you get better players, but during the season, you got to get your players better. And so how do you get over the hump? Well, it's about confidence, trust in what you're doing. Well, how do you get confidence? It's a chicken-egg thing, right? You have success, then you have confidence. I got confidence, and I'm going to have success. They, you know, fake it till you make it. it. You've got to have the ability that you're having success. I just think that's really important. You've got to find a way to have success in preparation And when you do that, then you can have success on game day. But in order to have that success, you have to have that balance that I speak of. If you don't have that balance, if you don't have that rhythm, if you don't have that ability to, you don't have those tools in your toolbox, I mean, you've got to be able to do that. So that's the key. And I think when you do that, you have an issue. Um, You have it. You see in the NFL, you know, the Browns thought they were close and, I still think that they're doing a good job going in the right direction anyway, but got hammered by the Steelers last week. Well, you know, they weren't able to protect. It's a really good defense. I think there's some, some, um, you know, the difference is you've got to be able to handle those tough situations, those protections. Those issues that you're going to bring. Those things are really important. So getting over the hump is not about some magical week of preparation, magical talk. It is about doing the things that allow you to have balance. Just like I said, got to be able to make field goals. You got to be able to cover kicks, punts and kicks. You got to be able to return. You've got to be able to protect the football. You got to be smart. So I think those things are really important. Uh, I want to get into <clears throat> some organizational issues here in a second. i want going to answer a couple of questions, let's go to, Hey, Kev, appreciate you, Kev. Cheers. Uh, cheers. hundred. we appreciate the, uh, that there Jigs dad said, uh, Chris, I love so many of your shows. Please keep them up, and I'll continue to support. I learn so much every day. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, Burns is a read the last three games played by Carson Wentz. Stats may not show it, but he has played much better with limited playmakers around him. First three games, he really struggled. Carson Wentz has struggled with playmakers. Carson Wentz has struggled with protection issues. So when you don't trust your protections up front, it's hard to set protections when – you're not comfortable that, you know, again, the, the depth of your routes correspond to your protection and your drops. If you can't get deep enough into your drops, it's kind of hard to be able to work the field. So, you know, we talk about working the field offensively and having balance and balance is about using the whole field offensively. Yeah. It's running, throwing, it's not running and throwing because there are different types of runs. It's how do you outside zone, inside runs, uh, Short passing game, throwing wide, throwing the middle, working all areas of the field horizontally, and then working it vertically. Well, if you don't have protection, you don't have the time for the routes to progress to work the field all parts. So if you're not comfortable with that, that's the issue. I I believe in Carson Wentz, but he's also like any quarterback. I've seen it with Drew Brees. I've seen it with Manning. I've seen it with Brady. Not so much with Brady because they've always done a good job around him. Um, seen it with Philip, Philip Rivers a bunch. There's a good one and a bad one. You know what the difference is? The play around them. When you begin to force the football, mistakes happen. Um, Kevin says, so for example, the Chicago Bears have a great defense, but two-minute and four-minute isn't good enough. Is this the bottom line? Well, it's been good enough to win games thus far, Kevin. Is it good enough to advance in the playoffs? We shall see. I think there are limitations there. I think they can run the football well enough, and I think they can work the short passing game. But against really good defenses, will they make enough explosive plays? Look, that's going to be the key. If they can't, then it won't be good enough. They've not shown their ability to this point to do it, so no. Um Spartan Martin, I recently saw Mark Rick record versus smart record. Rick was slightly better. Is that truly reflective of coaching performance? It is not. Um, There's much more energy in the Georgia program. The talent level is better. Mark Rick recruited well. Kirby Smarts recruited better. Mark Rick's problem was culture and discipline. Mark Rick was up and down. Kirby Smarts are not up and down. It's a lot easier to fix Kirby Smarts Georgia program than Mark's Ricks because there was Mark's Ricks program was a tougher fix because getting guys' energy level and being real inconsistent and really lack a little attention to detail that is always vulnerable. Now they would line up and they would be ready for a big game and then they'd be flat for another. You can't, that's harder to fix. motivation, or preparation, that's tougher for to fix. It really is. But what you got with Kirby Smart, they've got great energy. They've got great organization. They recruit great. They, they, they have a really good defense. They coach the defense very well. They coach and teach the running game very well. They've got to fix the passing game, and I think They've had some issues, you know, long-term, fair. Philosophically, Todd Munkin was towards the direction that they, I think, want to go and need to go. They've got to solidify the quarterback situation. They've got to get some quarterbacks and sell them on the idea that this is what we're going to do and you're going to flourish here. And you've got to, I think, recruit and stagger it to where you've got guys and then you've got guys behind because they've had, like, three and four, five stars, and then they all leave, and then now they've got nothing. They've got a transfer, and he leaves, and boom. You you just, you know, so they've got to stabilize that. That's an easier fix. Now, I'm not saying he's going to fix it, and I'm not saying his record's going to be any better than Mark Rick. But it's different. It looks different, and it's more fixable. Whether he's willing to fix it, can fix it, I don't know. That's up to him. Burns. Ole Miss needs more talent on defense. They will likely recruit heavily in junior college ranks over the next two years. What do you think? Yes, is also Burnsy going to recruit heavily, or in the transfer market? They need to get better on defense, but I also think that they're going to have to really learn and work the four-minute offense too. That's going to be a big important part of it, which we just talked about. Um, Garrett Trader. Mississippi State quarterback entered the transfer portal, Cusa already reached out to his high school coach. Do you think he's the fit in Dino's offense? Yes, he's well. He's not outstanding, but he's a stylistic fit. Jigs, Jigs, a Chiefs fan. Um, he's mobile, and obviously the RPO game. That's that's not what Mississippi State's running under. Under Mike Leach, um, Spartan Martin. I hear rumblings about Meyer to Texas. Do you have any relationship with them Yes. Um, know urban very well. Urban, um, when I was coaching at LSU, um, we played a home and home against Ohio State in the 80s. And Chris Spielman, that group, um, they came to Baton Rouge and we went to Columbus. And when I was in, I think it was, it, no, it was in Columbus. I had this young guy come over to me, give me his business card, introduce himself. And he was a graduate assistant and, you know, was very, very polite and wanted to make contact and, um, you know, just make, make up, make a contact, a coaching friend. That guy was urban Meyer and, um, Obviously we went on a great career. I I did remember I put him in touch um years ago with um he, he went to Bowling Green and I put him in touch with Skip Holtz, who was coaching for his dad at Notre Dame. And we had mutual friends and anyway, got an interview and really got close with enough with Skip to where he had an interview with Lou. And he got the wide receiver coaching job at Notre Dame. And then from there, he made the move to Bowling Green because it had the connections to Bowling Green. He went back to be the head coach. And the rest, as you know, you know the, the history. But really, really good coach. Um, I don't know. I think there's a desire in his heart to coach. I think he enjoys what he's doing. The whole issue is health. I can't. You know, that whole – Issue with the cysts on the brain and the stress causing it. I I don't I don't know that that would be the case. Texas is certainly a place that would be interested. Uh, okay, all right. I Want to um, tell you about our great offer that I think you're going to absolutely love, folks. And it's the great folks at HelloFresh. You can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients. Mouth-watering, mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. It's the America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store, which is great this time of year, isn't it? And makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Save time, money, and not any stress. Convenient delivery right to your doorstep. Recipes are easy to follow, quick to make, simple steps with picture guides, Get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. You can save 40% by using HelloFresh versus shopping at your local grocery store. And it's more convenient, too. Uh, 60% cheaper than an average meal out. And I think people are limiting eating out now. But it's it's delicious. It's nutritious. Something for everyone, including some low-calorie vegetarian stuff. Kid-friendly recipes. Fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned Ingredients. Um what I like about it is that everything is there. So you don't have to go shopping for the ingredients. It's there and it's measured to the exact amount. I tend to just all right, let me do this and that. It's too much. It's too salty. It's not salty enough. Whatever. They got it all for you. Pre-measured, done. It's simple. It's idiot-proof. It's got directions. It's got the pictures. So easy. So good. I've uh, eaten a number of different meals. I've got the salmon meal that I'm probably going to put in tonight. For me, this time of year, it's just so busy. I don't have time to cook. This is not really cooking. It's cheating. It's there. It's easy for you. So check it out there. Uh, You can keep your fridge stocked with adding extra proteins and other things that you need. Change your delivery days or food preferences anytime you want. It's the number one meal kit in America. Um, love my personal experience. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LandryFootball80. That's all caps, L A N D R Y F O O T B A L L 8 O, and use the code LandryFootball80 to get a total of 80. Dollars off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. So again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LandryFootball80, all caps, and use the code LandryFootball80, all caps, to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Also want to tell you about a great friends at Manscaped. They're supporting the Landry football network. They're they bringing you below the waist, waist grooming for men, precision engineer tools, obsessed with technology development. That's what makes them special. They've redesigned their electric trimmer, the manscaped, the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology. Um, the battery is long-lasting, 90 minutes, so you can have a longer shave. It's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. They've got an LED light, which helps you. Groom areas, get to, to see it closer. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code LANDRY20, all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y-2-O. That's L-A-N-D-R-Y-20 at manscape.com. You will enjoy it. want to get into, um, you know, it's um, something that we always look at with organizations and how things need to be done and how things need to be handled appropriately. And I think it's always, you look at situations and there's a consistent pattern. And I have, you know, looked and people have asked me, the Cowboys are a very polarizing organization and team. They're struggling. They're deficient. Now, that's one thing. You can struggle and be deficient. But now you're starting to hear the negativity coming out of the locker room. Coaches are not very good. Not doing a very good job. Yeah. Uh, you know. Maybe they are, maybe you're not doing a very good job as a player. Either way, you keep that behind closed doors. When you have organizations in the NFL and in college, but anybody other than the head coach being the spokesman for your organization, you're asking for trouble. That's where the buck stops with the players. So I may be the general manager and I may be responsible for hiring the coach. I may be responsible for picking the players, ultimately deciding on that, making trades, signing guys. But I am not going to go there. Downstairs. And speak to the team. Unless I'm asked to. By the coach. Because the coach has to be in charge. The players have to know what the know what the coach means and knows that he means it and knows that the, the buck stops here. I've had players come upstairs to me in my office and say, my coach is I sent him back down for more because I'm going to be on top of it. And if there's a problem with a coach, I'm going to know about it and I'm going to correct that. But when it's a player trying to, push it off on the coach. I confess he did it. I confess it's their fault. You got an issue. You got an issue there that you need to take care of. So why does this happen in certain organizations? Well, in the case of the Cowboys, you've got an organization where due to a humongous ego, the owner, has his own radio show and his TV show, and he holds press conferences in the locker room. The media loves Jerry Jones because he gives him access. Jerry Jones is not trying to give him access. He's not trying to do it for the media or the fans. He's doing it for his own ego. I'm the boss. Come look at me. Players are not going to respect the head coach, be it Jason Garrett, be it Mike McCarthy, be it anybody, as long is they feel like they've got an avenue to go upstairs to the owner or the owner's son. The coach doesn't have the power. I mean, it was that way in Washington with Dan Snyder when RG3, lots of talent, became buddy-buddy with the owner. And so even Mike Shanahan, as great of a coach as he was, The power was usurped. I'm not listening to the head coach. I'm friends with the owner. Can't work that way. That's why they don't win. The only time they've won is under Jimmy Johnson. Now, when Bill Parcells got the job, Jerry was, you know, Bill was the voice. And Bill didn't put up, let's call it, I know Parcells very well. Bill took that job for the money. And, you know, just call it like it is, but he, Jerry didn't sit there and hold court like he does now. That's what Jerry wants. And this is what Jerry gets. He wants to win. Jerry wants to win where he gets the credit, where he's the, pardon the pun, the star. Good owners, good organizations understand their roles. I want other people to get success. I wanted to facilitate. I always looked at my role as how can I assist everybody? I'm everybody's assistant. What can I do? That's what you have to do. And that's a problem. And I I see organizations and Dallas is the most obvious one like that. But those are real, real problems. Uh, Asked what the Falcons should do is, the Falcons are obviously made a coaching change, and I do think the Texans would fall into this category too. Here's an advantage of making a change during the season. Here's what I would advise: ownerships at both places to do. Um, and I'm not doing this in a self-serving way because I'm not saying it it needs it should be me or anything, but. I always think a fresh pair of eyes to go along with your ability to see things inside is important. I think hiring a consultant to give up an outside, fresh pair of eyes that can come in, evaluate during the season, practices, meetings, um can certainly help and guide. No need to make the decision. I'm not talking about these search firms that do all the background checks and all that. That's well worth the money there just to get the background information on you know, guys' tax records. Make sure there's no real problem or anything like that that could be embarrassing. But I think it's important, particularly for owners that are not real skilled. They don't know football. Hire a football person as a consultant that can really assess and evaluate and then the goal should be to put the best combination together it doesn't have to be gm first you might want a head coach that brings his own personnel guy there are different ways to do it um You know, you might find that there's a GM that's out there that might be a good fit and, and has a good feel for who you might be able to get as a head coach. That's one way to do it. You don't ever want to lock yourself in and say, we need to hire a GM. Let the GM hire the coach. I, I think you need to make sure you can limit who you might be able to get as a head coach. It has to be the right combination. It has to be the right combination. And sometimes it's the head coach that brings a personnel guy, and that's the best fit. Sometimes it's GM that brings a head coach. So be open to that. And I think getting an early start is always something you could take advantage of, Uh, but I think you should do that. Um, A reminder about American betting experts, LandryFootball.com. And again, LandryFootball.com is where you can get all the film room breakdowns. Of all these games, college and NFL, going into the games, and then the breakdowns after the games, the grading of the players and what have you, Uh, the news and notes that we provide for you, I think it's essential, whether it's fantasy football, gambling, you just want to learn more about the game. It's like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. It's less than $10 a month. It's less than $5 a month if you take advantage of the year membership. So take advantage of it today. But we also have partnered up with LandryFootball.com, with American betting experts. Um, It's one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We have teamed together to provide special gaming offers to the LandryFootball.com followers and podcast listeners. Just simple. Go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, point bet, sign up instantly, receive an account deposit, match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It's that easy. LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page. Get in on the action. That special offer from American betting experts today. Some interesting games that I'm looking for this week. The Big Ten is getting underway. Um, Let me answer a question here. Um, and we appreciate new listener, the puller of pork. Gotta love that. Hey boss, I have a question for you. Is Chris Godwin even worth keeping on the fantasy team? Uh, yes. Um, I don't know who else you got though. That's, that's the thing. I'm not a, you know, let me tell you too. Um, in our film breakdowns, we give you a lot of information that, that you can use for fantasy. So I think you'll, you'll utilize that and maybe, you'll get used to that. If you, you become involved with this, you'll be able to see what are some of the other options and you can be able to tell what your options. And the great part about it, Polar of Park is, is you have, um, you'll have a great experience of how to learn and how to be able to make some of those decisions for yourself. But, um, on the college level, big 10, very interested Penn state, Indiana, Minnesota-Michigan really jump off the chart for me. And the great thing about some of these games is some of them may not be the biggest-sounding games, but they end up being great games. Uh, We start off with Illinois-Wisconsin on Friday night. Um, Very curious to see how Auburn responds at Ole Miss. That's big. I'm curious to see what Florida State-Louisville, whether Florida State can build off that big win. Um, And I'm really interested in Iowa State-Oklahoma State. Lots of other games I'm interested in. Also Cincinnati SMU will must going into Baton Rouge. Hey, it may be fool's goal. This LSU team going to be without miles Brennan. Um, but still a win like that would be big over on the NFL side, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, boy, that's two playoff teams right now. That's no question. That looks like that. That's intriguing. Um, Carolina, New Orleans, This Carolina team is pesky. How did the saints come off the bye week how did they use that time? Buffalo likely gets back on track. Can Dallas do anything against Washington? Man, that's Green Bay rebounding against Houston. I'm really curious to see what the Cardinals do against Seattle. This is a get over the hump type game that I was referring to a little bit earlier. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Tampa Vegas is intriguing, and I'm really excited about Monday night's game. The Bears and the Rams. Rams a Struggle last time out. The Bears steady as she goes. We'll see. This defense against an offense that can be problematic. Bears team heading towards Pleft. At least that's the way they're looking right now. By the way, the defense is really good. And I'm curious to see what they do against this Rams defense. Uh, So that's a little bit of a look. Again, the deep dive. Previews of all the NFL, the college games over at LandryFootball.com. Check it out. Become a member today. And I think get yourself basically your own. The way I look at it is you're the owner. We're your general manager, head coach. And you can have access. Talk about it, any college, pro, recruiting, draft, anything in between. We can discuss that for you and have the answer for you for less than a magazine description, less than $10 a month, less than $5 a month. If you take advantage of the year membership. So check it out today. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Make sure that you check us out, um, uh, on all of our shows, the scout's eye on football, uh, the film room show that I do with Scout Seidenberg, um, SEC football and beyond. We've got uh, all the big 10 show, the, the big 12 show that's coming up right after this check out Brad and uh, Tyler and uh, certainly check out Chuck Oliver midday. A lot of great programming here. If you like football, you're going to love the Landry football network. You can, if you're catching this show, um, on a podcast form, we appreciate you. If you get a chance to watch us live, do that. Just go to twitch.com forward slash Chris Landry football, hit the follow button. hit the little heart button. And, uh, that will automatically, We'll send you a message every time we go live. Join us in the chat room. Participate. Ask questions like Spartan Barton and the Puller of Pork and uh, Jigs Dad and Burns. He has been really good and, and um, uh, uh, Gannicus and uh, Kevin. Um, uh, Kevin O'Largo. We've got a lot of good listeners. Spread the word around and become involved and. Got your comments, got your thoughts here. Spartan Barton says, well, my stamp is the perfect coach for South Carolina. So South Carolina folks are not happy, but a little bit happier if you can win. We'll uh, certainly uh, keep an eye out on that. The Auburn situation is uh, is one that is is concerning, and we've got an eye out on that situation as well. But check us out on Twitch TV. Watch this show live. Participate. Um, and, uh, you know, cheer us on some bits. Um, participate, uh, we think you'll absolutely love it. So you no excuse. You can watch us live. You can watch us on YouTube. Uh, you've got watch us on Twitch TV. Watch us on Facebook Live um, at, you know, Landry Football on Facebook, uh, the YouTube channel, which is uh, uh, Landry Football, and as well as um, the uh, Chris Landry Football Network on uh, Twitch TV. And you can go to LandryFootball.com and listen to the podcast there. No excuse to not consume this podcast, and all the other podcasts that we have up on our network. I appreciate you joining us. Have a great football weekend. We'll be back next week uh, breaking it all down, college football, the NFL, and all the various shows. So take care, everybody. Talk to you soon.